You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we are talking to Matt Artisan from The Attractive Man, a, a man himself who has been around for a long time, a long time coaching men, helping men, and a little surprised that he's been around for such a long time. And I'm just finally having him here on the podcast. And it's a great interview. And he's got a lot of great tips and even more amazing text messages, copy-paste, that you can literally send to women so that you'll get responses from them. And also his whole theory on texting and what to say over text and the whole point of texting. So you're going to get some great lessons on that today. So we'll get into that in just a second. Real quick, I wanted to talk to you about a an interesting review that someone left here on the podcast. As you know, in iTunes, and I believe in Stitcher as well, you can leave reviews. You can comment, you can give one to five stars. And I always appreciate when guys do. And guys have been doing that uh, the past couple of weeks because I think, I think it's because I've been letting them know that they can do that and it helps spread the word about the podcast. And it's just a great thank you to me. Someone wrote here, uh, his name is Zach ODU. He said, love the show, FYI. DWI equals driving while intoxicated. And I started cracking up when I read that. And he's referring to a podcast episode that I did a week ago where someone said they got a DWI. And I'm more familiar with the term DUI, which is driving under the influence. And so when when I was reading the email that someone sent and he was asking a question, said that he got a DWI and asking how to be able to talk to girls and know that he has that and, and how to uh, work with that situation. I was reading it and I just did not know what a DWI is. And it's funny that someone commented and said, uh, DWI equals driving while intoxicated. So Zach, thanks so much for leaving that comment. Someone else said, five stars, best podcast for single men trying to... It doesn't finish here. Trying to date. There it is. He said, I've only been listening for a couple of months. I've learned how to be a better man. This podcast has given me the confidence to approach women in public. Thank you, Trip. Keep up the good work. You are doing a great job. Thank you, Gentleman72. I appreciate that. I'm really glad that it's helping you. Here's another one. And this one is very interesting. And that's the one I wanted to bring up today. This is from Chi-Town Jamie. He gives it four stars out of five, which is very nice. His subject is decent guy in a sea of sleaze. And so I'm about to read his review. And I needed to call attention to this because there's something in here that is false. And I wanted to clear things up just in case anyone reads this review. So he says here, this guy has been at this for a while and most of his quote coaches walk a fine line of making a living and being a sleazebag slash professional creep, especially when talking about their students or clients. And uh, listen, so I'll comment on that. Yes, there are some people on here that uh, are not for everybody. You know, everyone has a different take and everyone has different opinions. I'm not saying that the people I have on are sleazebags or creeps. Uh, I'm not going to have anyone on here that I would believe would be that person. But some people have just more intense opinions and it's not for everybody. So I'll just say that. Here's his, more importantly, here's his next paragraph. And this is what I want to talk about. He says, when he talks about his program and seeing if we're a good fit, that he means is he'll have a third party respond to your texts with a pretty generic filter 
mainly to see that you're making at least six figures. I make high five. I'm guessing he means high five figures. And the text back was basically, let us know when you're making six figures and we can talk. And he says, in the meantime, there is definitely good free material in the podcast. I purchased his book to support the guy, but realized he does well enough and anything in the book is in the podcast. So first, let's talk about this. When I say, and I talk about coaching, which I do quite a bit on the podcast, it is the way that I run my business in this podcast while it is free. It is one of the ways that I help guys, but also market my business, right? It's for guys who want more help. And when I say if we're a good fit, well, yes, of course, we're not going to be a good fit if you can't afford the program. But really, you know, what I'm saying is, is beyond that, are we a good fit? Because I can't help every single person. Not every single person has the, uh, has the situations or problems that I can necessarily solve. You know, if some guys who, call me up and say, you know, that they're deep in the friend zone with the girl, can you help me get out? And and sometimes I can, and sometimes I can help them attempt to do it. But there's a lot of times where I can't, where I say, listen, it's it's done. Like I can't help you. You're not a good fit for the program because there's nothing I can do to help. And there's some other various questions because I have to make sure that, you know, you're mentally sound and you're in it for the good reasons. So so yes, it's a good fit, but for more than affordability, but do you have the time to do it? Do you have the problems I can solve. There's a lot of things that make someone a good fit. And he says, there'll be a third-party response to your text. That's actually not true at all. In fact, I am the one who is texting. So if you're listening to this, Shytown Jamie, you were texting with me. I don't remember who you were. I don't remember talking to someone named Jamie. And I looked you up. So it must be a fake name, which is, which is fine. But no, I'm texting you. I'm the one who's talking to you. And I'm making sure that you're a good fit because it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time to get on the phone with you if you don't qualify for the program. And so in no way would I ever tell anyone you have to make six figures. He says you know, in his, his review here, let us know when you're making six figures and we can talk. I would never speak that way. And I would never push someone away. But I will tell you that it's not going to be a good fit if it, you can't afford the program. And also... I would say 90% of my clients don't make anywhere near six figures. And you do not need six figures to afford the program. Okay, just if anyone doesn't know what that means, six figures means you're making $100,000 per year or more. If you're making that, you might be able to afford the program. I've also talked to people who make more than six figures and they're not a fit for the program and they can't afford it. Everyone's in different situations with their finances. So, no, you don't need to be rich to, to work with me. I have so many various programs that start small and go big. So you don't need to be super wealthy to work with me. And I just wanted to, to say this, and I know that not every single person who's going to read that is going to be listening to this episode right now where I'm telling them you know, the truth. And that's a shame, even though he gave me four out of five stars. But, but just understand that this is more personal than you think it is. I don't have other coaches. Yes, I have a team of people that work for me, but not with texting you back or responding to you. Yeah, if you email trip at tripadvice.com, that does go to my customer service because I get so many emails. So that might, but my customer service person just sends an application. So you don't need to be making that much money. And I am the one responding to you. I just had to say that just to let you know, even though you might not be reading that, but just thought I would put that out there. Also, he says he purchased my book Magnetic from Amazon. And 
he says that anything in the book is in the podcast. First of all, he's right. A lot of the stuff on the podcast are in the book. Of course, right? I'm not trying to leave out any information on the podcast. That'd be ridiculous. I don't save my best stuff for coaching or save my best stuff for my programs like Hooked or, or for Magnetic, my book. So yeah, you're going to read the, the book and you're going to find, oh yeah, I already learned that before. But the beauty of having a book or a program is that it's all organized, right? It's like the podcast is great. I love this podcast. It has helped so many men. But just listening to random episodes might not give you a formal structure on how to be able to solve your issues in terms of meeting more women. So a book and a program is amazing because it's all organized from steps A to Z and exactly what to do. And even in the book, it gives you these exercises to do. And there's a lot of great stuff in there. So I'm not trying to say like, go buy my book right now. But I want to let you know that if you decide to ever buy it or get a program for that matter, it is so different to do that than listen to a podcast. And by the way, this goes for anyone out there. I'm going to go ahead and, and say this for any person out there who's selling what's called information, right? Selling information and, and helping people or giving them coaching or expertise, wisdom, is that lots of people do podcasts, lots of people do YouTube channels, and they give little bits of information. And then they also, they sell their programs or their books. And that's because there is a lot of value in having something that is right there in front of you that you can reference and have and look at chapters and or go through a program and look at specific videos and have it all lined up for you. And that's one of the beauties of being able to get into one of those programs or get a book. So yeah, just thought I'd, I'd say that and I wanted to, to read that. So this is an interesting review. I do appreciate that he was supportive in getting the book but it seems like it didn't help you so much. Get a refund. Send it back to Amazon if it didn't help you. But thanks for the four stars. Anyway, thought I would share that with you. And of course, if you're interested in coaching, go to coachedbytrip.com. I will be reading the applications. I will be texting you and you will be actually talking to me from my actual personal number. And if you're interested in getting a program to have it all structured and lined up for you so you know exactly what to do instead of getting random tips on the podcast, Go to getherhook.com. You can get the program there or check out the book Magnetic on Amazon. So that's how that all works. Anywho, let's dive into the interview today. What do we say? Here's my interview with Matt Artisan. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. And of course, would love to read your review as well. All right, here's the interview. What's going on, Matt? Good to have you on the podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Trip. Yeah. I, now, you haven't been on before, right? This is your first time on the podcast. This is the first time, yeah. 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 I've done a lot of episodes. So sometimes I'm like, did they come on? It could have been like when I first started in 2016, 2015. But, but no, I, I don't recollect, which means this is your first time on. And it's good to have you on. You have been... It's way overdue. It's way overdue. You've been, you've been a coach for way longer than I have. And I've been doing it for like nine years at this point. I think you you have a couple of years on that. When did you start? I started in 2008 is when I, I took a boot camp in Los Angeles in 2008 because I was just striking out with women big time. I was very depressed. And soon after that, I became a coach for that company after just taking... Two boot camps with that company, 
and then just started kind of branching out on my own after that and finding some of my own clients and just kept evolving and growing. And here we are. That's awesome. I wonder if you're going to remember this. We've actually met. Do you ever remember meeting me? Probably not. Because when we met, I was not a coach yet. So do you have any recollection of meeting me at all? I don't actually. Where did we okay. meet? So you're not going to remember this because I wasn't like a coach at the time. So uh-huh. it was so fast and I was just learning this stuff. So we met. I'm going to take you back here. Ready? We met briefly for like two seconds at a event held by the Casanova crew, probably back in two... You, you were just starting. So this is like 2009. Do you mm-hmm. remember that name, Casanova crew? It was just of like course. a crew in LA that the guys that got together and put on events and you were one of the speakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I really got into this. That was like the first thing I, I found when I was Googling how to get better with women while living in LA. I found the Casanova crew. I went to their event. I saw a speaker. He had a boot camp. I took his boot camp. And Who was the speaker? The speaker at the time was Vince Kelvin. Okay. Yep. He was a he was speaking there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... So we have a very similar story then. I think you probably started coaching. Well, you did because clearly you told me when you started coaching faster. Like you started the process. Like I think we started though at the same time in terms of learning this stuff because I was also attending those events and got really into it and met some cool guys and you know went out and did my whole thing. And But it wasn't until like 2011, 2012 was when I actually started doing coaching. But that's cool. Very, very similar that I like that. Yeah, I just got immersed in it, addicted to it, if you will. I know. Yeah. It's weird how that happens, right? You just you just get so into it. And, and if you start seeing just a little bit of results fast, you're like, whoa, this yeah, stuff works. And then you get... It's fun. It's a good addiction. Yeah. Could be worse. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. But yeah, no, it's, it's great to have you on here. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this. And today we're going to be talking about texting. And we haven't done an episode on that for a while. I do talk about it quite a bit on my YouTube channel and things like that. And and I'm curious from a, a coach like yourself. Well, first, let, let, let's, let's say this. What are some of the most common questions you get from guys who want to know about texting? Like, What are the questions that they're asking you? It's usually what's the best first text to send her after you meet her. And then it's often how to text to get a date and what to text when she doesn't text back because that, that is very frequent. Yes. Okay. So why don't we just answer those questions? Let's just dive into it. Like, what do you think is the first best text to send? And maybe give us a little bit of, of context here, right? Because there's so many different ways you could have gotten the number. Maybe it was at a bar. Maybe it was during the day. Maybe it was from online. I don't know if you have different texts or maybe you have one. What is some of your ways of opening up the text conversation? Well, you're right. It definitely depends on how you met her. And of course... The first text isn't going to matter too much as long as you had a great interaction in person. As long as that initial interaction is memorable, then it's, you know, you don't have to have this amazing first text, but you also don't want to have a boring first text. You know, like, hey, it's Matt from the club. What's up? (laughs) Right. You know, that's that's just not going to stand out. I mean, she might have met a lot of guys at the club. She might have given her number out 10 times that night. You might not know. 
So it does matter uh, the context. So during the daytime, usually it's not as fun and playful of an interaction, and it's relatively short. So I recommend something that reminds her, of course, about the interaction is nice. So I usually send something like, hey, so unexpected meeting you earlier or so random meeting you earlier. Because like it, is, it is random or unexpected, at least for her. I may have approached a few girls that day, so it's not too random for me. Right. But for her, it definitely is because women don't get approached, even though guys think women get approached all the time. We just finished a, a boot camp here in Vegas, and we had some models helping us. And we asked them, how often do you get approached during the day? And they all basically had the same answer. And at first, it was like, oh, quite regularly. And so I'm thinking that means like a few times a week. And so I asked, how, well, what does that mean? They said, well, like once a month. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I could see that, right? Once a month for a year, that's 12 times. As that might happen, you would say to yourself, yeah, I get approached all the time, you know, check in in November. She's like, oh yeah, like 10 guys, you know, 11 guys approached me this, this year. So that Whereas at a bar, like that a probably happens. There's 10 approaches in one night. Right. They get hit on right. 10 times easy. It's interesting to hear that. And I love to hear that because that just shows that a girl might think that, but that's really not that much, right? So you're going not to approach them. It's not like they're like being bombarded during the day and it's crazy, right? Exactly, exactly. Always go where there's less competition. Why compete online? I mean, it's a good option or why compete at bars and clubs? You can just go where there's almost no competition. But anyways, going back to the text is, yeah, something like so random meeting you just now. There's usually not some too much about the actual interaction, like what she said. But if there is, if she said like, oh, I'm on my way to a job interview, I'm really nervous, then I might say something about that. Like, I'm going to send you great energy so you ace the interview. Or even just like, how did the interview go? I bet you killed it. But if there isn't something like that, that you could reference, then I usually reference her reaction. Whether So women are usually either going to be nervous right away or they're not. So I usually say, it was cute how you were nervous when I said hi. Or it was funny how you were nervous when I said hi. Which or be basically used anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I mean, whether you think they're actually nervous or not, you could just say that. You could just tell Exactly. Them. I have. And sometimes where I didn't even think they were that nervous, I still just sent that. And they're like, really? Did I seem nervous? And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just a way to get the conversation started again. You know, the first text doesn't have to do that much. It's just really just to get the get things going again. So just keep it simple. Usually less is more with texting, like trying to have this super clever, witty text can sometimes backfire because it just seems like you put in a lot of effort, which isn't always good. Exactly. Will you just expand upon that a little bit? Why is that not good? Well, if you have some like really long text that maybe you think is funny, I mean, there's, there's a chance she might not get the joke because there's no expression through the text. There's no tonality or body language, delivery, just emojis, which kind of show that, hey, it's funny if you put a smiley face. But yeah, you just don't know. Plus, 
You don't know what state she's in when you send a text, what emotional state. Maybe she didn't ace the job interview and she's in a bad mood and you made some joke about the job interview and she might take that totally wrong. She could be like devastated that she didn't make it. And then you're like teasing her about it and she's just like, nope, blocking this guy. He's an ass. When really you didn't mean anything by it. You were just having fun. Right. So you, you just never know. With that, it's better to make jokes and be. I mean, you should definitely be playful over text. You don't want to be super serious, but you don't want to take it too far and be like teasing all the time because that can backfire. Yeah, because what what I've noticed, people read text messages in their own voice, so you can't really tell what someone is saying. That's why people use emojis, but it's hard to know the inflection of the words when someone is sending a text. So you got to be careful there. And that's why I'm in full agreement here in terms of less is more. Just keep it more simple because there's a lot of room for error over text message. Definitely. Yep, I agree. Another good one, this is a great one, is when you get her number. And by the way, oftentimes nowadays, it's better to get social media. So all of this stuff applies to social media because you can obviously text on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. So you don't actually need her number. What I like to do personally is get her to follow me on Instagram. So I say, hey, do you have Instagram? Cool. Follow me. I'll follow you back. And then I say, take down my number too after she follows me. So then I have both. I have her Instagram and phone number. So that way... If things kind of fizzle out and we don't end up seeing each other, then I'm still on her radar. She still sees my posts. Yes. It's kind of like playing the long game. I mean, I've had women that I got their number and didn't see them for months at a time. Even one girl I went on one date with and then didn't see her for four years because I had a girlfriend for four years. And then I went back to that city, hit her up. And she knew everything about me pretty much. She's like, oh, I saw you traveling here and you went to this place. And if I only had her phone number and I hit her up four years later, she probably would have been like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that guy a little bit. And it just That's wouldn't be yeah. as solid. So it's great to get both because also when you're texting her, uh, SMS texting is more intimate or personal than social media. Like, Everybody might follow her Follow her on social media. She might give it out to anybody. But texting could just be friends, family, and guys she likes. So it's, it's good to have both if you can. Um, but of course, there's no hard and fast rule. If, there's, you know, if you don't have social media, do texting. If you don't like texting and you have a really good social media, like really good pictures, just do social media. But I like yeah. to do both. I think, I think it's good to do both. No, that's great. That, I mean, that's a great tip. I, I haven't heard anything like that before. It's like a good double up. It's like, yeah, we got you on social media, but now we're also texting and you just never know what can happen. You know, time goes by and she sees your pictures. Maybe she ends up liking one. And then eventually, you know, maybe she replies to a story or you can pl- reply to one of her stories like down the line if the date, you know, never ended up happening or the texting never ended up happening. So, so I like exactly. that. We've got both options there. That's great. 
Exactly. And women are all about safety. That's like their number one concern. So with social media, she can check up on you a little bit. You know, if you just had like some short interaction at a bar or during the day and it was just quick and she really doesn't know much about you, although she will know much about you based on how you approach, she'll know that you're confident and all these, you know, qualities, but she still might want to check up and she can look at your social media and say, okay, he's got pictures of him with some friends. Okay. He's probably not a serial killer. That's good. And just see like you are at least like a cool, normal guy. I mean, it's great if you have some, you know, cool pictures of you traveling and doing cool things. That's definitely good and definitely a bonus. But at the least, she might want to check up and just make sure it's safe, you know, to go on a date with you, at least that you seem safe. So women definitely, not all women, but a lot of women like to stalk a guy on social media before going on a date with him. And it's kind of like a yes ladder in sales, you know, like the old, uh, what is it? Uh, Double your dating, David D'Angelo classic close was you got email here, write it down on this piece of paper. And then when she starts writing it and she gets to the at symbol, it has to be right at the at symbol. You say, write down your number two. And then she writes down her number. If she's already writing down her name or her email, then it's easy for her to write down her phone number. This is the same kind of psychology. It's like, she'll say yes to social media. Every woman want, every woman wants more followers. So she'll likely say yes to social media. And then when she's doing that, you know, after she gives it to you, just say, hey, write down, put down your phone number too. So it's just like a seamless transition. And you're like building a little bit of compliance. It's like a yes ladder in sales. You go for the small yes before you go for the bigger yes. Yeah. Yeah. The baby steps, not to, not to scare them away, so to speak, and to just take it one little step at a time. And I want to comment on something you said a little bit ago about the whole thing about safety and social media. And this is so important to women is making sure that you're just like a normal dude because there's so many creepy guys out there and they want to make sure that they're not with that person. So I just want to say this to the guys listening right now, it goes such a long way to just be a normal, cool, normal dude. You know, like that, that is actually pretty powerful. So yeah, it definitely helps if you have pictures that are cool and traveling and this and that. That's the ultimate. But it still is pretty powerful when it just shows that you're a normal dude because they are exposed to a lot of guys who are creepy and strange and random and weird. Mm -hmm. And so you're far ahead of all of those dudes when she can tell, oh, okay, you're, you're cool. You're normal. Like You got friends. You're doing things you know, you're not some weird stalker guy. So that is powerful. A lot of guys think you need to be rich and you need to have a six pack and you need to be super buff and be like the coolest guy on the planet to date attractive women. But there's so many weird, creepy, awkward, et cetera, guys that you just really just need to be normal and just confident in who you are. I mean, that's really it. Totally. I agree with you 100%. And one more, I was kind of getting to this uh, first text and we kind of went in a, a little bit of a good tangent about social media is what I like to do is say, yeah, follow me on Instagram. And then she does. And then I say, here, I'll give you my number too. And I take her phone and I just open up her SMS app and I type in my number and I send myself a text from her phone 
something like you're so hot signed her name. And this helps me remember her name too. And of course that's hilarious because 10 minutes later, I just reply back to the text that quote unquote, she sent me, uh, Oh, gee, thanks. You're not too bad yourself. Something like that. And then she usually replies back with, you know, a laughing emoji or something like that. It's pretty, it's usually pretty funny. So that's a little gimmicky, but it's definitely, it's definitely fun. Cool. Cool. I like that. So what about the question of she's, what was that one you said? Like if they don't respond, like what to text a girl if she's not responsive? Was that one of the, of the questions oh, yeah. that you said you got? Yeah. So many guys get this wrong because they make it into a problem when it's really not. Because we're guys, we're very logical. We think, okay, she didn't text back equals something wrong. Because if I don't text a girl back, that's because I don't like her. And women are not the same as men. They don't think exactly the same. So just because she doesn't text you back right away or even respond to your last text at all, it doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong. Could be she's playing hard to get. It could be she thought she replied and she didn't, or she even typed out the text and didn't hit send, or she just looked at it and was like, okay, I'm going to text him later and just forgot. I mean, there's a million reasons. I remember when I was hanging out with my uh, ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, and her best friend texted her and she looked at it and she's like, okay, cool. I'll text her later. And it took her a week to reply. And that was her best friend. So you just never know. Like the point is don't take it at face value that she doesn't like you. Assume she does like you and she's just playing hard to get. Because a lot of guys will reply with like something like, hey, did you get my last text or what's wrong? Or just something that shows that it's a big deal, that they took it you know, the wrong way. And that can really kill the attraction because a woman wants to know that, okay, nothing is going to be a big deal to this guy. Like if I don't text him back, he's not going to cry about it or get mad about it or... If I say no to something, for example, if she doesn't want to go back to your place at the end of a date, that the guy isn't going to get butt hurt by it, that it's just like, okay, cool. Or if she does go back to your place and she doesn't want to go all the way, that it's just no big deal. It's like, okay, cool. Let's just chill. Like right. that's one of a woman's biggest concerns. And again, it goes back to safety because she wants to make sure this is a safe man that is not going to hurt her if she doesn't do what he wants um, her to do. So I think a lot of women consciously, but probably more unconsciously test men by not texting back um, and, you know, to see how he responds. So the biggest thing is just, just don't worry about it. Send just another text a day or a few days later, like you didn't even notice she didn't text you back and just start again. And it's really no big deal. What would be just an example of a, of a start again text? A good example, I mean, you could do something kind of generic, like how's your day going or something like that, but I, I, I would rather do something a little bit more interesting or playful. So I might say something like, um, what are you doing right now? I'm thinking about robbing a bank. Are you in? Like just some kind of silly, cheeky role play. You know, and that's pretty obvious. It's a joke. Hopefully she thinks it's a joke. Right. Just something like that. That's kind of like off the wall or even a question like, 
something simple, just like if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Or even you could use the word we. If we could go anywhere in the world, where would we go? Because that creates the context of togetherness. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like super clever or anything, but I prefer something a little bit more clever than what are you doing or hey, what's up? Because that's just like you put no effort in. So the more, you know, if it's a little bit interesting. If she loves to travel and you ask her a question about that, she's probably going to reply. Got it. Got it. And then if that doesn't work, then okay. I was just going to say, if that doesn't work, now what? Now, so yeah, sometimes, you know, you've sent two texts. Now she hasn't replied. So now, okay, now something might be up. So I would wait a little bit longer, maybe a week at this point, and then try one more thing. And I usually send, like, I, I kind of prescribe to baseball rules, three strikes and you're out. So that's one, no big deal. Two, okay, maybe something's up now. And when I say something's up, maybe, you know, she could be dating somebody else. I mean, that's definitely plausible. You met her while she's already been on five dates with somebody else and it's starting to veer into a relationship maybe. So I don't want to just completely like not text her anymore because you never know. She might lose interest in that guy. And again, that's why social media is so great because then you stay on her radar. But the last text I usually send her is, are you still alive? Simple. Okay, so that, that's the third one. That's like the Hail Mary. Like that usually will actually get a reply, believe it or not. And she, she might be like, and it might have been in two weeks since you talked. And it's just like, are you still alive? Question mark. You know, it's not negative. It's actually like con- shows a little bit of concern. Like, are you still alive? And oftentimes that'll get a reply back. She'll be like, oh, sorry, you know, I was traveling or, oh, I lost my phone. And so I lost all my contacts. Or she might not reply at all and then move on. And that's why she shouldn't be your only option. If you're not in a relationship with her, you should be, you should have some other options because that will help you not be needy or feel really bad if a girl you really like stops texting you. You should be texting like five or 10 girls at a time. You might not be going on dates with all of them, but some of them you'll get dates. And then if one or two or three stop texting you back, it's no big deal because you have other girls that you're meeting and they're on the uh, roster, if you will. It's like, you know, you have a few plates spinning. Some of them are going to break, but some of them won't. Some of them will lead to interactions and relationships and dates and all that. Right. I call that abundance mentality. And people are, exactly. are guys who, who write in or clients always ask, oh, how do I get abundance mentality? And I say, you, you don't really fake it. You, the whole goal is to get into an abundant mindset by actually having abundance. Exactly. You know, it's like you want to have an abundance. You want to have multiple women that you're talking to because you don't know if one's just not going to respond anymore. I mean, I was just talking to a client earlier and he said to me, he went on a date with a, with a woman it went well and they even talk on the phone a little bit and because it's a little long distance. She lives like an hour away. So things are going great and they made plans to meet for a second date and they made plans for a time and everything. And the next day, she completely ghosted, mm-hmm. 100%, didn't show up and never texted him. It's like, what? And it's crazy how that can happen. And so, yeah, that you're going to be bummed out no matter what, but you're not going to be as bummed out if you're, you know, dating other women or texting other women because 
one could just fall off just like that. Like those things happen all of the time. She could be, she could text you and say, I'm on my way. This has happened to me. I'm on my way. And then stands you up. And I mean, that, that, that's gotta be the, the worst one. Yeah. And you know, who knows? I mean, we, as guys, we tend, well, just people in general, we tend to take things personal. And so it affects us and we feel bad. But the truth is, I mean, I don't know what happened to her. Maybe something bad happened to her. Or maybe her ex showed up like when she was right about to leave and they got back together. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But there's no sense in taking it personal. And exactly when you have other options, then cool. The next day you can meet somebody else or even set up the date in a bar or somewhere, you know, public place where you can, she doesn't show up. It's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to some other girls. And you might get an instant date and that might turn out better than, you know, she might be more attractive than the date that was supposed to show up. So you never know. That's why, yeah, you definitely want to have that abundance mentality. I mean, yeah, you can, you can try to fake it, try to imagine that you're dating 10 women when you have no options, but really your brain knows. So the best thing is to learn the skills of meeting women, approaching women, attracting women, and actually have abundance instead of just trying to fake it and really only have one option. Right. It's very easy to be needy when you only have one option. You kind of need that woman. Whereas if you have a few options, then you don't really need any one of them. You're just dating and you're testing to see which girls you like, which girls you're compatible with. And that's it. And it's a yeah. lot of fun. My guess is you probably won't even get to that point where you send the third, are you alive text. You probably won't even get to that point if you are truly having options and different women that you're dating. You just won't care as much. It's like, okay, yeah. they're gone. And you get to a point, and I'm sure you've gotten to this point too, Matt. It's like you get to a point where if they're not going to show that interest, you're just, you become not interested. Like you're done with them. I always say to guys, one of the filters that you need to have is the level of interest filter. You're filtering out women who have a low level of interest. So if you're dating women, talking to women, going on dates, and there's a few that are just showing a low level of interest, not really responding to you, not agreeing to see you again, or just not responding to your text messages, they're gone. How much more fun is it and just enjoyable to have women who are actually interested in you, high level of interest, instead of those... So to me... I'd imagine for guys out there, it's, it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff if they're not showing that level of interest. I agree with you. And a lot of guys just don't see it that way. And you really have to see it that way as dating is really about qualifying and disqualifying. If she has a boyfriend, she's disqualified. If she doesn't show a lot of interest, she should be disqualified. Do you really want to go on a date with a girl who's not going to show a lot of interest on the date and you had to like bribe her onto the date. I mean, yeah, she might've been really hesitant. And there are instances where a girl doesn't show a lot of interest and then she shows up on the date. And then when you're face to face, then she can become a lot more interested and then everything is great. But I mean, ideally, yeah, you, you're, that's one of the qualities you want in a woman, a woman that is interested in you. And that is what dating should be all about. And that kind of goes into kind of a deeper mindset issue that a lot of guys have is they see hot women or they're texting hot women 
and they're just trying to get her. So they're just trying to attract her. And it's like, like the goal is to sleep with her instead of actually like, Hmm, I don't, I wonder if this girl is cool. Like, let's find out, like, let's see if she meets my standards instead of, Oh, I got to do all these things to impress her so that I meet her standards. Like I need to send the best text so that I stand out from all the other guys. I mean, yeah, that's good, but it's all about the mindset. Is the mindset that you're trying to just impress her and win her over? Or are you actually like interested in her and trying to qualify her? And if she disqualifies herself, then move on to somebody else who's more qualified. Yep. Yep. I like that language. I definitely use that to qualified or disqualified. Low level of interest, disqualified. Doesn't match what you're looking for, disqualified. You know, disrespects you in any way, disqualified. Boyfriend, disqualified. A lot of guys try to... or Their mindset is more focused on them trying to be the qualified one for the woman. And really, that... Well, for many reasons, that's just a bad idea. You want to flip that mindset and start thinking in, is she qualified to be with me? Yeah. That's because, where it's powerful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that qualifying yourself mindset and behavior pushes her away. Like you're, when you're trying to impress her or win her over, it, it shows her that you don't have a lot of options, that you're not a valuable guy. Like she's your only option. And you really, really need her. Again, it's neediness. It comes out as neediness. And she can feel that. And it's just not attractive. It's not a turn on. But if you're not sure about her right away, I mean, she could be the most gorgeous woman you've ever talked to. But if you're like, okay, you're gorgeous, but I want to know more. And like, I'm curious about you. I'm I'm not sold on you yet. And these aren't things that you should necessarily say or text her, but that's the attitude. It's like the, the context of the interaction is, is um, it's not just you trying to win her over. It's right. her. Ha- she has to win you over as well. And that can and should come out in your texting as well. It shouldn't. That, that's why you shouldn't be like texting her all the time or texting her back right away and like you know sending texts that are trying to impress her or like hey I'll take you to the your favorite restaurant. Where do you want to go? Like trying to bribe her onto a date. Definitely shouldn't be like that. If anything, it should be more of the opposite of that. Right. She needs to impress you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Showing up as the best possible version of yourself. And then after that, you qualify. Is she right? Is she right? So I'm curious, is there anything else you want to say about texting or any other rules about texting or anything that you teach guys regarding texting? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do with texting. Texting can actually be pretty powerful. In my guide called Turn Her On Through Text, it even shows you how to turn her on through text, like how to actually get her a little bit or even a lot a bit aroused. Even one guy, we just did uh, a boot camp in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, two weeks ago. One of the guys said he he has been using one of the bonuses called Textgasm to actually give women orgasms over text. I thought that was awesome. They actually a lot of guys like see it and they read it and they're like, oh, this is cool, but they don't actually do it. But that, honestly, that's not necessary. It's not like you have to get her turned on and you know <laughs> all that over text to get a date. 
really the attitude of texting should be, I'm using texting just to bridge the gap to get the date. You can use it to qualify her, find out a little bit more about her. And some women do that. They'll ask you a lot of questions over text because they're qualifying you. Personally, I like to just use texting to get the date. So I, I send that first text like, hey, so random meeting you earlier today. If I met her during the daytime, like at a bookstore or somewhere, a coffee shop. So random meeting you earlier today. It was cute how you were nervous when I said hi. And then she replies back, oh yeah, I was a little nervous, something like that. And then I'll start leading it into the date like that quickly because I don't want to waste time. I don't want to text her back and forth and... You know, it could be fun doing little role plays and making little jokes and kind of getting to know each other over text. But I mean, I'd much rather get to know her on a date and not waste time. I'm busy and really, you guys listening to this should be busy doing other things, be on your path, your mission, your purpose. And if you're texting her all the time, it shows her like you have a lot of availability. You don't really have a lot going for yourself. So I go for the date quickly. The second text, Oftentimes, it's just like, what's your schedule like this week? Or what kind of trouble are you getting into this week? I just want to find out when is she free? And if I'm really busy that week, then I don't care as much about when she's free because I'm only free, let's say, like Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm just going to tell her, hey, listen, I'm really busy this week. I'm only free Tuesday and Thursday. What night works better for you? And then she answers usually and tells me which night and then just go for the date. Tell her when and where, be very specific. Um, Don't ask like, where do you want to go? Don't put all that kind of pressure on her, put her in the leadership role, just be leading. Women like a man with a plan. So I just tell her something like, listen, I know this really cool place. I was going to go there Thursday. It'd be really fun if we go together. Let's meet at eight o'clock, like just something like that, you know, depending on what the plan is, but just something very direct. And you'll be surprised at how often that works three or four texts to get a date. You don't really have to do that much, especially if you had a really good initial interaction. If it was just very kind of plain and, and boring, and you approached her at the mall, and you're like, hi, you're really cute. What's your name? And you're like showing all this interest, and your voice is really high, and you're you know talking really fast. But you know she just gives you the number because she's reciprocating the compliment, and she wants to be nice back. That's probably not going to work very well. But if you do it like we teach in our workshops, and you actually give her a compliment in, in a way that you really feel it, and you're just looking at her creating sexual tension, which can actually turn her on. You can actually get her aroused within like a second or two of meeting her. And she's like, whoa, what is this? If you have an interaction like that, you don't even need to text her. You can just go on an instant date right then and there. And if you do text, if you can't, she's busy or you're busy, then you don't have to do much through texting at all. You don't have to like impress her through texting. She'll be dying to go on a date with you. Right. Exactly. That's the whole point is the attraction is built in person and it doesn't happen over text. It just doesn't. So use it as the tool to figure out the logistics and then that's it. And that's all you need. And if it doesn't work, it's because like you said, and there wasn't a connection, there wasn't a match when you first met her or who knows, whatever the reason is. And she's 
talking to other guys or whatever the thing is. But but yet, it's just not the place to have those types of conversations. Wait for the date and then go from there. And you got to be okay with it not working out. With like, you know, you got to very pretty girl's number and then she doesn't text you back or she does, but then it fizzles out. I mean, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And a lot of guys get really excited when they got a, a hot girl's number and then they're really devastated when she doesn't text back. Again, that goes back to the abundancy mentality. But even when you're just starting, you just have to kind of control your emotions that it's just not a big deal. This is all practice. You got her number, great. You didn't get her number, great. She texts you back, great. She didn't text you back, great. It doesn't matter. Gotta be just cool with it because a lot of guys take it personal. Like, oh, she didn't text me back. You know, what did I do wrong? It must mean she's not attracted to me. I'm not an attractive guy. You know, and they just get like depressed. And I, I know this because I used to be this way and I have clients that are this way. And you got to just see it for what it is. It's nothing, it's, it's nothing about you. Usually, like nine out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with you. If it does, then it might be just some feedback on the way you approached her. And that can be good because then you can learn from it. But most of the time, it has nothing to do with the guy approaching. In fact, one time I had a, a guy approach a girl. I had him mic'd up. We're on Hollywood Boulevard. And I told him to approach this girl who just got off the phone. But it turned out she got off the phone with the police because somebody just grabbed her and like touched her in a bad way. I don't know all the details, but she told him what happened. And it had nothing to do with him, obviously, right? So he didn't take it in a bad way. But I, I started thinking, I'm like, what if he didn't tell her that? What if he was like, get the, what if the girl was like, get the fuck away from me? Like, you know, thinking that it's another guy going to do that or that it's that guy's friend or something. Like she could have had a really bad reaction, but it had nothing to do with him. Like, don't, if you get a bad reaction, don't take it personally. If you get a girl who doesn't text you back, don't take it personally. I've had amazing interactions with women where it's like, we're both so turned on. We're in like the middle of the mall or on the street and you can just see the desire in her eyes and I can feel it. <laughs> it's like intense. My client is looking at me like, oh my God, that was amazing. And then she doesn't text back. And I know it's the right number because it's like through WhatsApp. I can see her picture. And she doesn't text back. And it's no big deal. Yeah, I would have loved to go on a date with her. Would have been amazing. But she probably has a boyfriend. And she was just so in the moment that she wasn't even thinking about that at the time. Being nice and whatever. <clears throat> yeah. And she was just like, yeah, let's exchange numbers. And then afterwards, she's like not in that emotional state anymore. And now she's in a logical state, like, wait a second, I have a boyfriend. Or wait a second, I'm kind of seeing somebody. I don't really want to ruin that for you know this one night stand with this guy who's only in town two nights. It's understandable. It doesn't mean anything. Like So many guys get devastated over text, but it has nothing to do with you. And again, it's all a numbers game. You got to have that abundance mentality. And actually, not just the mentality, but actually create the abundance, like you said earlier, Trip. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I always say this, I have a, a famous line, which uh, I did not make up. It's a common one. But I say to guys, nothing is until it is, which means that don't get excited. Cool. You got a number. Cool. She was cute. Whatever. Nothing is until it is. She's nothing is until she's actually on a date with you. And mm -hmm. even then you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you'll have a date, you'll get a drink and 
You thought it went well, and then you never hear from her again. Nothing is until it is. Yeah, or you're not attracted to her. She says something that, or does something, you know, that you lose interest. So she just doesn't have a good vibe. Totally. Yeah, maybe you go on a date with her and you're all excited. And then you go on a date with her and you realize, oh, this, this person is not a person I want to see again. I'm not connecting with them. I don't like their outlook on life, whatever it is. And, and you're the one who's uninterested, right? Because you're not going to be a desperate person. So you're not interested. So nothing is until it is. Don't get your hopes up. Just go through it. Numbers game. Enjoy the process. And that's it. I like that. I think that's a good way to live life as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, it applies to everything. Yeah. You know, I use that in my own life too. Just, you know, whenever I'm getting excited about something or, but it's not like something that's happening yet. It's like, you know what? Just nothing is till it is. Just go with the flow. If it happens, great. If not, you'll live, you know, whatever it may be. So. Absolutely. I like that. Cool. Listen, it was great to have you here on the podcast and you give great information. You and I have a ton of crossover in terms of, of what we teach. And, and, you know, if there's any guys who are connecting with you and like you here on this episode, where can they find you and where can they reach out to you? They want to work with you or if you have anything that you have to offer or anything like that. They can go to The Attractive Man. That's the name of my company, theattractiveman.com. They can apply for a free phone call, free breakthrough session, and we can help them and come up with a strategy and figure out you know, what exactly they need to get to where they want to go. And they can see our whole live training schedule, our bootcamp schedule. We have bootcamps uh, all over the world, Europe and US, even South America, Asia. We've done workshops in 43 countries now. Um, so yeah, you can check all that out on the attractiveman.com website. We also have a free training on how to eliminate approach anxiety and build unbreakable confidence and effortlessly attract and date beautiful women, especially in daytime situations where there's really no or very, very, very little competition. And if you're not doing that, you definitely should be approaching beautiful women that you see in everyday situations. So yeah, at theattractiveman.com. Cool. Sounds good. I'll put that in the show notes. Matt, thanks again for coming on and doing this. And hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you, Trip. Enjoyed it. All right. Take care. Have a good one, man.